from today henceforth, begin to listen to your body. Start listening to your body. Welcome to Distress with Dr. E, the ultimate podcast for African professionals seeking to regain balance in their lives. Join your favorite host, Dr. E, and together we will explore the art of stress management and the path to holistic wellness. Buckle up because we are about to go on a journey that will transform your life for the better. I started today's podcast smiling because something interesting happened. So I'm repeating this podcast because I finished recording it earlier. And by the time I finished, I realized that the microphone wasn't plugged on. That means I have been talking for almost 40 minutes without a proper sound quality. And interestingly, the topic of today's podcast is my top stress management tips for you to get ahead and thrive. (laughs) So I just have to move on. I just have to keep pushing, you know, because I need to maintain the standard of my sound quality. I didn't buy this microphone for decoration. So it has to be used and it has to be maximized for myself and also for you that is the listener. So that being said, Let's quickly get started on today's episode. (laughs) So the first thing is self-awareness. One of my colleagues came to me and asked me, how do you cope with the stress of working in accidents and emergency departments? If you don't understand what it means, working in accidents and emergency departments, I'll explain. So this is a high-pressured environment. It's a very busy environment. We are seeing people coming with lots of emergency cases, accidents also, people that needs resuscitation, as in you just don't know what you're going to expect through the hospital door once you get to work. And when you're going to see a patient, you're not sure of what you're going to see. So there is this uncertainty, unpredictability around the environment, and then everybody wants you to get things done within a particular period of time, wants you to get patients sorted, wants you to take care of cases to know whether a patient is going to any other department or patient is going home. So it's also time-bound, all right? And you need to operate within this time and be really quick in seeing patients and making the best decisions at the same time. So it can be overwhelming for some people. And this is a place where you now realize that everyone responds to stress in different ways. There are people that will get overwhelmed and cry to let everything out. There are some people that will just want to talk about it. There are some people that just keep coasting it until one day they can't take it anymore. And there are also people that it shows in certain ways where they become irritable, that even the way they are talking to you may come off as being disrespectful and rude. However, that is them expressing their stress. All right. So, People are responding in different ways. And then if peradventure you meet someone that is expressing their stress in an irritable manner, you may think that the person is trying to bully you because that is how you feel, which is also valid. So that gives you a picture of the kind of place I work in accidents and emergency. And I told this person my top stress management tips. And the first thing was the best thing that happened to me being an A&E doctor is going less than full-time. So if you work in the UK, you should be familiar with the term less than full-time. It also means working part-time. So that means instead of the full shifts, let me say um, we do 48 hours or 40 hours 
in a week, I will be doing 80% of that 40 hours, which is, um, I think that should be about 36 hours. All right. So that also means I am earning 80% of the salary. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. I know my money is smaller. However, I think it all boils down to priorities because I'm at a season in my life where there are certain things that are equally important as much as money. I have two little children that needs my attention. All right. And aside that I have a family. So I want to be there for my family because my life is not just the job. When I was working as a full-time a and &E doctor, I realized that I barely had time for anything. I barely had time for myself, talk more of having time for other people. So if you're someone that is in that position where you serve people or there are people depending on you, whether you're taking care of a sick person or you have little children or anything at all, you realize that you need to be seen most of the time physically and mentally to be able to give your best because you can't pour from an empty cup. So that means uh, for me, because I didn't even have time for myself. I couldn't even give my best to the people I love so much. So we had to have that discussion to really prioritize what's important to me at that time. And that meant I had to take lesser salary so that I can achieve that work-life balance I want for myself. And work-life balance doesn't mean you have everything 50-50. No, it means you're just thriving in these different areas of your life. So the best thing that happened to me was to create more rest days for myself, which brings me to the number one stress management tip. Um, is in no particular order, but I'll just bring this one on top of the list because I've already shared this experience. Now that is scheduling your rest. S I R scheduled intermittent rest. Some people call it scheduled. So forgive me if you think it's scheduled. <laughs> scheduled intermittent rest means being intentional about your rest day. You're working six days in a week, five days in a week, seven days in a week, whatever is the case, you have to be really intentional as a professional, all right? Because some of us are at risk of burnout in the sense that we are always working. We want to impress our bosses. We want to give it our best. We want to get that promotion. We want to win those awards in the workplaces. We want to bring up those innovative ideas. And before you know it, you're not resting until one day your body shuts down and tell you, Hey, 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 I need my rest. All right. So to prevent you from getting there to that point where your body shuts down by itself, and now you're struggling to get back to serve people to prevent yourself to, from getting to that point is best to schedule your rest and be really, really intentional about it. Is it a day off? Is it few hours off, few hours away from work? Or just a time where you give attention to everything else that brings you joy outside work. It can be investing in your hobbies. It can be picking up other interests like looking up fashion updates. That's things that just make you happy, but is not work. And even if it's a hobby, it doesn't have to be a stressful hobby because that defeats the purpose. So something you do for yourself that brings you alive outside work. All right. That's the first tip. And now the second top stress management tip for you to thrive is self-awareness. Listen to me. If there is nothing you're going to take away from today's podcast, just take this away. From today henceforth, begin to listen to your body. Start listening to your body. And this is a special shout out to the man. 
I had to do this shout out because of my experience in the workplace. So I've realized that the men I see, especially the married men, from the younger population, maybe men in their 30s, 40s, to the elderly population, you hear this common sentence, my wife made me come. And when their wives are there and they start giving the history, next thing, the wife takes over to give the history. <laughs> it's only so interesting to watch. But then, why do you guys delay things until it gets really bad, until you start feeling more poorly? Like, why do you have to delay things? I don't just get it. I don't, I don't know why. Maybe you can give me answers, okay? I'm really, really curious. And I hope to bring um, a doctor that will help me digest this particular topic because there's so much to talk about this for men. There's something coming up for the men. So let me not digress. Let me go back to what I was talking about, which is self-awareness here. So start listening to your body. Is your body communicating to you that you're overwhelmed and you need to take a rest? You are at the verge of burnout that you need to re-strategize. Like for myself, I was self-aware enough to know that, hey, this work shifts are not helpful to me. I'm at risk of getting several illnesses because my immunity is dropping because of increased stress. Yes, which is one of the signs of stress. And then another thing is you could be irritable or your body is telling you things like, hey, hey, go and check out this chest pain. Instead of just leaving it, you want to check it out and not just putting it down to, okay, maybe because I'm stressed. Listen to me. If you're getting that recurrent headache that refuses to go away despite paracetamol, or you're getting those chest pains, or you suddenly weak that weakness in one side of your body, please do not just ignore it and put it down to stress. Go to the hospital to get checked out. It's best you go to the hospital and they tell you, okay, everything is all right, and then you go home with peace of mind than just carrying on and then it turns into something really dangerous because I don't want to be hearing about professionals that just slump and die. Somebody just gets heart attack and then the person is no more. It doesn't mean that stress causes all these things directly, but stress triggers or worsens certain things that leads to these, including high blood pressure, increases your risk of stroke, increases your risk of heart attacks, inc- makes it difficult to control your blood sugar, worsen pimples, worsen digestive issues, worsens your ulcers, worsens your asthma, you know? So stress is a trigger at for different health conditions. I, I'm not even talking about the emotional part or the behavioral part, making you irritable, making you withdraw from people, the depression, the anxiety. In fact, that's a whole episode on its own. But many people, when I ask them, how do you you're getting stressed? What's your body telling you? Many people will tell you, hey, I get headaches. Headache is really, really common. But I put it to you that there are certain signs that are really peculiar to you that you didn't even know about. So it begins with being intentional. So this is what you're going to do. If you're not really sure of the signs your body is communicating, when next you feel unusual, grab a pen and paper quickly and note down the symptom you were getting. Note down what happened, the event that led to it, whether you were just lying down or something has happened earlier. Note down how your brain interpreted what happened, you know, which is which is also another ball game. That is why we all respond to stress differently. Something may happen now. I may talk to somebody in a certain kind of way, maybe in my culture, that is how we talk and it's normal for us. Now, somebody else will now observe the conversation and their brain interprets it as, look at the way that person, look at the way I said, 
hey you it sounds so rude and now that person gets worked up and stressed out and start feeling hey you're so rude to me are you trying to bully me or something like that so how did your brain interpret that scenario or that situation note it down and how did it make you feel afterwards note it down in addition to the symptom you had when you document like this for at, at least two weeks you notice a pattern you notice a stress response all right that is just one of the ways to becoming really, really self-aware because enough of this life of, oh, yeah, I didn't know I was feeling, I woke up, I was feeling dizzy, I was feeling like I was going to pass out. I was like, okay, maybe it's because I didn't sleep well. Okay, let me just go about the day later, we'll see how it goes. No, listen, listen, listen. Don't ignore the signs your body is telling you because a lot can be at risk when you ignore. So the third thing is prioritizing your sleep. I know that we are in an era where it's usually said sleep is for the poor. If you sleep now, what are you going to do when you die? You're spending one third of your life sleeping. So many quotes. And then uh, the one I was telling my friends when I was in medical school, because we did lots of reading till daybreak, even though we, you, you'll be doing it with sleepy eye and then you sleep during the day. So I used to tell my friend, we used to share it as banter. We'll tell ourselves, no sleep for the wicked. So if you're wicked, that's why you're not sleeping. <laughs> that's a joke anyway. So coming down to sleep. I know there is emphasis on the number of hours. Yes, science has said get seven to eight hours of sleep. Yes. To me, I think six can be manageable. However, my emphasis is not on the number of hours you put in. I'm more interested in the quality. Okay. How do you feel when you wake up? When you wake up, do you feel refreshed? Do you feel like, oh, you've rested well enough. You're ready to take on the day like a giant. Or you wake up, you're feeling so tired, so exhausted. And you're like, oh, I need to go back to bed. And you're getting this terrible headache because you've not slept well enough. And then when you go into work the next day, you're still feeling sleepy during the daytime. So if this is you, just know that you are not getting quality sleep in addition to number of hours. So how can you improve the quality of your sleep? Number one, have you imagined why people sleep easily in the library? In fact, I had one experience when I was preparing for my work. Oh my God, sleep has dealt with me in this life. <laughs> I will not lie. So when I was preparing for my work, which is a very important exam for you to get into the university in Nigeria, huh, I was in the library that day studying. And then this guy, it, that's, that was our state library, not my school library, because I was on holiday then. So this guy that was sitting beside me, he had his earphones on. And he didn't realize his voice was loud. And he said, you are sleeping. Take this sweets. You are sleeping in the library. Oh, my God. When I heard that, scene, I woke up. My eyes cleared like the sleep flew <laughs> or the sleep fled. <laughs> I was so embarrassed and shocked to my marrows. If it were now that something like that happened, I would probably laugh it off. But then I was just a teenager and I was so embarrassed. I couldn't stand it. I just packed my bags and left. And that was it for me that day. Why do we sleep in the library? If you observe, the library is a quiet space, neat, serene. The light sometimes is dim and then it's cool, you know. So imagine your room like that. 
you have this quiet room no tv no extra light you, and the room is just cool not too cold not too hot to make you sweat and also the room is neat see guys keep your rooms neat too because if you have clothes lying around everywhere you're going to have nightmare not those i did not tell you you will have nightmare things will pursue and when they are pursuing you you will not sleep properly and then you wake up panting <laughs> so better keep your rooms really really clean all right so make your room a conducive place such that when you're arriving your body is adjusting to the environment because your body is beginning to shut down and settle in to sleep and that also includes water because you don't want to take water and then you're waking up every hour to go and pee it's best the, the water not really close to bedtime so that you can sleep properly without interruptions so one more thing that can help improve your sleep is going outside during the daytime to get some sunlight one thing that usually happens to people, especially those that work from home, is that they are not exposed to the sunlight. So when you're not exposed to the sunlight, your body can't even know when it's daytime or when it's nighttime. So when it's daytime, just find a way to get yourself out to the sun and let your body get that sensation that, okay, it's sunlight now. And then when it's dark, it adjusts into the sleep mode where melatonin is secreted and also helps improve your sleep. The fourth one is address issues as quickly as they arise. So, for instance, I work in accident and emergency and there is this tendency for somebody to talk to you in a certain kind of way that you don't like. So, if you are the kind of person that bottles issues and waits until the day they explode, this one is for you. You have to calm down now. You have to start calming down. And this is what I mean. When something happens... And it makes you feel in a certain kind of way that you know that it's unacceptable. Please don't just bottle it up because uh, you just want peace to reign. That thing is fake peace because you've not forgiven. If it's actually for peace to reign, you're actually going to let it go and not wait until one particular day you start digging up issues that happened in 1950. So if something happens... And you're not sure of how to respond. Just give yourself some space and reflect on it. You can talk to somebody about it to see their own perspective. And sometimes when you're even talking about it, you may realize where you're wrong and just reflect on it. And before you can go to approach the person to discuss the matter politely. All right. So don't bottle issues. Don't let them pile up because one day to pile up and then you explode and then the next part is wondering what have i done wrong to deserve this and then they may start seeing you as somebody that is toxic somebody that has issues going on maybe somebody that is not really sane enough and before you know it people are withdrawing from you because nobody wants negative energies around them all right so address issues and nobody wants you to be carrying attitudes around them if you don't address issues as quickly as they come your face your mood is going to change you're going to look like you're fighting somebody whereas you're not so when you carry such attitudes, it makes communication difficult for the, for the other party, all right? But open your mouth and say what the problem is so that it will be sorted, so that everybody will live peacefully and move on. Remember, the goal is for you to thrive. And you can't thrive when you're carrying wahala in your mind. You can't thrive like that. It's a burden. Ease. Shed them off. Shed them off and ease. So the fifth one is gratitude. One benefit of my job in accident and emergency is that it has really, really intensified 
my attitude towards gratitude. And the reason is this. There are certain cases I see in the workplace and I'm like, what is this? In as much as they have scientific explanations, yet they are strange. For instance, I had a, I had a young man that told me he went, to, he went to bed next morning. He couldn't speak. He couldn't move the right side of his body. He's been investigated. It wasn't true. It was a different medical situation. All right. I'm like, oh, imagine I go to bed. This mouth I'm using to talk, to explain things in this podcast. I'm now struggling to talk. And now I'm going for therapy to learn how to talk. It's going to be really difficult. So guys, I encourage you, start being intentional in practicing gratitude. If you don't know what to be grateful for, be grateful for life. Be grateful for mouth to to talk and then somebody will understand what you're saying or ears to hear even if a particular part of your body is not working be grateful for the ones that are working gratitude has a way of boosting you positively in the sense that you it channels your energy from things that are not working to things that are working which gives you more willpower and more strength to fight the next day and the next day and the next day all right so you're always fighting from a winning angle and not from a defeated angle because if you go into life feeling defeated it will defeat you it will defeat you because you've already seen yourself as the lesser person but if you go into life with a winning attitude the chances of winning is much, much higher. So begin to practice your gratitude today, okay? There are people that have really worse stories. Now, the sixth one is prayer and meditation. This is my top, like my number one. I'm at a point in my life these days where if I go out without praying and meditating, it seems like something is missing. So life can be really hard. It's very important for us to have someone higher that we can speak to and share our burdens with and just connect with, you know, to help ease the burden. All right. And when you're doing that as well, you also get time to meditate, to focus on things that are beautiful, things that are lovely, your dreams, your visions, it's how all your positive affirmations, it helps to boost your spirit for the next day because each day has its own worries. So you don't want to carry the worries from yesterday into a new day. Prayer meditation is a great way to start to boost your spirit for what's ahead, for the challenges ahead. So that you could just conquer and continue to thrive regardless of what's going on out there. Okay. And now the final one that is least obvious, you won't believe this hydration, just drink water. (laughs) So as professionals, if you are so engrossed in the, in your job, you realize that you forget to drink water. You totally forget to drink water. So what you can do is when you go to work, carry your bottle of water. If you want to set timer, set timer, but keep that bottle of water in a place where you can see it because dehydration will worsen the symptoms of stress. And then you start wondering, ah, why is my head feeling this kind of way? Ah, why am I feeling more tired than usual? Ah, why, why, why this, why that? It could be simple dehydration. So as much as possible, please drink your water and also continue to mind your business and avoid stressors as much as possible. Life can be hard already, but we need to thrive regardless. Talk more of um, the days ahead, which is so unpredictable. The other year it was COVID. Who knows what's going to happen this time around? So we need to prepare ahead with winning mindsets, with 
better perspective, better approaches to life so that we'll thrive and not just struggle to survive merely. Okay. I'm rooting for you. I'm cheering you on. And I, I would really appreciate your reviews and feedback comments i really really love to read from you or if you want me to if you want to hear part two of more stress management tips do let me know or any topic you want to hear from me at all do let me know i'm more than happy to do that okay so look out for the next episode of the podcast and if you don't want to miss any of these episodes join my community also if you want to support me in any way also look at the description box there is something about support i really appreciate that till then see you thank you for tuning into another episode of distress with dr e we hope you found today's discussion insightful and practical don't forget to subscribe rate and share this podcast with your fellow professionals remember your well-being matters and we are here to support you on your journey to a stress-free life